Oh. Hi, this is uh, John Ryan with Team Handball News. And uh, joining me on the line from uh, Norway is uh, Toma. Ah, I lost flat. Remonts. How close was I? That was good. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is, uh, we can call this maybe a little bit of an experimental podcast. We're going to do a preview of the uh the upcoming world championships, but we're going to have a little bit different perspective than your typical preview show in that we are going to take a deep dive into the odds for the championship. And we're going to look at these games from a betters perspective. perspective. So it's a little bit different. We're still going to talk about who we think might win, but we're also going to have some discussion on uh, what might be some good betting plays or maybe some teams to, uh, uh, stay away from. Um, but anyway, uh, Toma, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background with handball and uh, some of the things you do uh, on the betting side of things. Yeah, so hi, uh, John. Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, I've been um, doing this for uh, over 10 years now. I do have my own uh, website with a couple of other guys from Norway. It's like a affiliate site where we uh, do sports analyzes in different kinds of sports. So, so I'm the guy for a handball, uh, handball section. <laughs> All right. And, and the, the, the weird thing is I haven't actually played a lot of handball in my, in my old days, but I've always uh, been a huge fan since Ivano Balic for Croatia. So it's, uh, yeah, in the late nineties when it all started. So yeah. <laughs> Well, it, you know, it's not a requirement to be a player to to be informed on the sport. And I, I've taken a look at your website, seen some of your tweets. Uh, I think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe more than than what I what I know. And I used to play. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I, I operate the Team Handball News website, and I'm a former uh, national team player for the U.S. So I'm really excited about the u.s being in this tournament and uh also lived in france for five years so that's that's where i got some of my uh knowledge and experience from handball um but let's let's go ahead and delve right into it let's take a look at the uh at the what our plan is we're going to look at the preliminary round groups have a few comments regarding uh uh for instance we're going to start out with groups a and b and then we're going to look at uh, main round group one, which group A and B will combine to form. The top three teams from group A and the top three teams from group B will move on to the main round. And then in the main round, the top two teams um, will move on from the main round to the quarterfinals. So let's go ahead and start with, uh, with group A. And uh, we've got Germany, Hungary, Cape Verde, in Uruguay coming in. And I, I'm going to see if this will, well, we're going to go ahead and share the screen. I'm not sure if this actually will record or not, but we're going to, we're going to try and see if that will set up. So I, I don't know if this is re recording or not, but uh, let's go ahead and look at, uh, at group A here. What's your, what's your thoughts on group A? So we have a German team that are obviously still favorites, but they're st still missing like six, seven players. And 
mostly of them are in the in one of the biggest uh, German uh, teams in THW uh, Kiel. So it's uh, it's a uh, it's uh, it's a team that hasn't the hasn't the strength that that they used to do uh, the late couple of uh, tournaments, but it's still a good team. But I think I think that uh, Hungary can manage to beat uh, Germany this time. Well, do you think that's a value play to to maybe look at Hungary beating Germany? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Uh, Hungary has a has a physical team, and I, th- I think they can manage to 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 uh, yeah make it to a close uh, match against Germany. Yeah. Well, to, to win the group, Germany is at, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna use American odds and uh, the European decimal for depending on your betting preference. Germany is minus one eighty two, one point five five. Hungary is uh, plus one twenty five, uh, two point two five. So you're thinking maybe Hungary might be uh, might be worthwhile? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. And okay. uh, yeah, and the two two other teams. I mean, they don't have much to much to uh, come with against uh, strong teams like Germany and Hungary. But I still think uh, Cape Verde will will yeah get the third uh, place. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I've seen uh, Leandro Semedo play quite a bit this year for Leon. He's their, uh, I think he's their top player. And uh, um, they surprised at the African championships and uh, did better than some other teams that are uh, traditional uh, African powers, if you will. So I think that they will also beat Uruguay. Um, I, I did watch Germany and Austria twice this weekend. And yep. Boy, I, I know they're missing some of their top players, but I think one of the things that will help Germany is uh, um, even though Peckler and, and, and Weinhold and uh, um, Vincek aren't there, you know, they, the guys underneath them, I mean, it's a drop-off, but it's not – I don't think it's a super drop-off as some people think. And yeah, I, they, they I, sure showed it against Austria. I mean, they, they annihilated them on I agree, yesterday. I agree. And uh, they actually seem to play a bit faster this time uh, without all the defensive uh, uh, players like, like you said, Winchek, Peckler. Uh, so I actually think they have, um, they have more offensive power this time. So it's, as you can see, against, uh, against Austria, they scored like yeah, 34 goals. I think it was uh this weekend so so um, yeah it's going to be interesting to see what has, uh, what Gislason has uh, made out of this yeah. team yeah and, and maybe i'm reading too much into those last two games i i really like the way they play i i think germany will win the group and uh i think hungary and in cape verde will join them Let, let's let's look a little bit now at uh group b and here yeah. we've got uh spain as the uh, overwhelming favorite, they're uh, minus 2,000, 1.05. And then we've got three teams, Brazil, Tunisia, and Poland, all seen as uh, battling, based on these odds, battling for second place. How, how, do you yeah. see, how do you see Group B unfolding? You think Spain going to pretty much a lock yeah. to win it? Yeah, I mean Spain. Uh, I think it's going to be a walk in the park for them in the in the beginning. Um, they are the 
they won the European Championship last year and uh, also uh, one of the favorites in my opinion. Um, I think they will win uh, all three matches and uh, then fight against Germany and, and Hungary uh, for the for the quarterfinal spot. So, yeah. who do you, who do you like to emerge as the uh, second team in that group? I mean, it's a, <laughs> that's a tough one. I, I would actually say Brazil. It's an upcoming team with uh, many interesting players. Many of them are playing in the, in Europe. So uh, a lot has happened actually on both sides, women and and the men's side in in Brazil the last couple of years. I I almost I might have to think about this. You know, Brazil at uh, at uh, plus fourteen hundred uh, fifteen in the in the decimal format. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a I, long I shot, but yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> it, it might be, it might be, might be interesting to see uh, whether they can uh, pull off the upset over Spain and, and take the group. Uh, Poland looked pretty good. They've got a young team, but they looked uh, they they had no problems with Turkey. Uh, no, they didn't. Um, I I still think uh, Tunisia uh, playing in Africa and everything, and uh, uh, without without the crowd, but still, I think they have a, they have a good enough be, a team to beat Poland, but still they're missing some players as well. So it could be, it could be a match between Poland and uh, Tunisia who will decide the, the third place, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, you wouldn't even shock me if there was a three-way tie uh, between Brazil yeah. and Tunisia and, and coming down in Poland and coming down to, to group differential. Or goal sure. differential, I should say. Let's take a look, a closer look at main main group one. And uh, we've got the odds there. Uh, Spain as the big favorite uh, at 1.3. And uh, uh, minus 335 in, in American uh, betting format. Germany is uh, uh, five. Hungary is eight. Brazil is 36. Um uh, and uh, what do you think there? Do you think uh, Spain? Yeah, I think Spain. Uh, they is, they have a really strong team. Uh, they can uh, they can do a lot of changes and still still have a really good team on the court, uh, which uh, which uh, which is a which is a good thing for them. And uh, Germany, I think it's it's hard to say because when you look at them against Austria, uh, they look pretty sharp but still it's it's austria who who is missing uh, two of their best players this uh, this world cup so it's a bit hard to say uh, where actually germany stands i would say yeah but according to the odds makers they they see spain uh going through the main round and then they that germany hungary game in the preliminary round uh will be pretty important based on these odds and and you know, going through to the uh, going through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, for sure. I think that's going to be a, a crucial match for both teams because uh, Spain. I mean, if if Spain uh, beats uh, the first team that that they are playing in the main round, if it's Germany or Hungary, uh, they can maybe rest a couple of players because they know they're through. So uh, we will see, but. Uh, it also depends who Spain uh, uh, wants to meet in the in the in the quarterfinal. <laughs> well, that's also interesting thing. 
That's true. We won't go that far, far ahead in, in terms of uh, predicting what's going to happen. Um, uh, let's uh, let's uh, go back. Uh, we, we've covered the first two groups. Let's take a look now at groups C, C. and D. And here we go. We got uh, group C. We've got uh, Croatia as the big favorite. They're at uh, 1.15 or minus 670. Uh, and and just just for edification, the way that the American odds work, you got to you got to lay 670 dollars to 100 dollars if you think Croatia is going to win the group. Then we've got uh, Qatar. Um, they're at uh, plus 400 or five. Japan, a little bit more of an outsider. They're at uh, 21 or plus 2,000. Then Angola is at uh, 151 plus 15,000. Um, pretty hard to see Croatia losing any of these matches. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, last year they went, uh, they came second in the at the Euros. Uh, this time they have some some injury uh, problems. Uh, Karacic is uh, doubtful, and the uh, same is uh, the goalkeeper, uh, Martin Shego. So it's a couple of questions uh, uh, with the, yeah two or three players, but still, Croatia has a really strong team, and uh, I see them as, a, as the biggest favorite in this group, as uh, Qatar is also missing one of their best uh, players in, um, in uh, Yusuf Benali. So I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be an easy, easy task for Croatia in the in the in the Group C. Yeah, and and Cutter Cutter has basically, um, you know, they, they had their team with a lot of uh, 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 new citizens, if you will, but some of those guys are gone now, so it's not quite as it's not near as strong a team as they've had in the past. Um, it's it's more of a Qatari team a little bit in in, in that yeah respect. it's a it's a it's a I would say a good mix uh, uh, this time but still they have some have some uh, players like um, like da Daniel Saric the goalkeeper a really good uh, goalkeeper that yeah. was uh, playing for Barcelona for many years so yeah it's still a, it's still a good mix but it's an old team I would say and uh, especially with some of the some of the uh, guys that were playing the World Cup in Qatar in 2015, it was. So, but still, it's a good team. And uh, it, yeah, they should uh, get in the second place, I would say. Yeah. Um, Japan is a little bit interesting. I, I know that they have been training hard, if you will. They got the Olympics coming up that uh, yeah. were delayed. Um, a lot of times, Asian teams, um, especially in uh, Olympic years, overperform if you will yeah yeah um, it's it's a bit strange actually but they have a great uh, coach in uh, in Dagger Sigurdsson who has uh, who has um, been work, working with them for i think it's 2 years now so uh, so yeah their goal is to perform well at the uh, at the olympics in tokyo but this is a uh, yeah this is their last like last session before that and uh, for them, I hope I hope they can make it to the to the second uh, round, as they need a lot of improvement before the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Angola, um, 
always interesting. Always seem to have a real athletic team. They surprised a little bit at the last yeah. World Championships. Didn't do so well at the uh, African Championships this past year. Um, they're always a big question mark as, as far as how they will perform. Yeah, it is like, I mean, the last uh, two uh, World Cups that came second, uh, last or 23rd, I think. So I don't think we should expect too much of them this time either. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's move to, let's move to group D. Group D. Group D, we got Denmark as a huge favorite. They're at uh, 1.03 or minus uh, 3,335. <laughs> you thought Croatia was a favorite, uh, in their group, Denmark is a overwhelming favorite in this group. And then we have Argentina at uh, 15 plus 1400, Bahrain at uh, 21 plus 2000. And then the real outsider of the group, uh, Congo at uh, 101 plus 10,000. Um, well, I'll just say Denmark is not losing this group. No, I don't, I don't think they are. I mean, uh, one of one of my biggest uh, favorites at this World Cup, Denmark. Uh, I saw them against uh, and Norway. They played them twice uh, before the World Cup, and uh, they looked okay, I would say. But still, they're missing one of their best players in Rasmus Lauge, which is uh, yeah, which is a superstar. Um, but still, they have players like Mikkel Hansen. Uh, in my opinion, the best goalkeeper for many years now, Niklas Landin. So I think we will see a, da a Danish team that will, uh, that will, yeah, um, manage to come and fight for medals this time as well. Sure. Um, Argentina seen as uh, as the second choice. Bahrain not far behind. Um, one could then look at the. Uh, uh, Argentina and Bahrain going through, but uh, their battle in the preliminary stage to take some points to the main round. Yeah, I mean, Argentina has improved improved a lot lately. Actually, they have uh, many quality players that like Simone. Uh, uh, most of them are playing in Spanish, French teams, so it's an interesting team actually, and uh, I think they can they can surprise and if they. If they do, uh, if they do get uh, second in this group, they can actually fight for the for a quarterfinal place with uh, Qatar and Croatia. So um, it's going to be interesting. But I, I see them as the as the as the best team behind uh, uh, behind Denmark. Yeah. And Bahrain actually, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they uh, at the Asian Championships? Um, play real well. I have to do my do my do some homework on there, but I, I'm pretty sure that they uh, um, really surprised at the last Asian Championship. So you know, maybe they can keep that uh, uh, those good things going for them. Yeah, I mean uh, they have. Um, I think they've been in the final in 2018 and 16, I think, and uh, last time they came uh, third. Uh, in the Asian um, Championship, so it's a decent team, uh, which I've actually seen live a couple of times um, when they played Croatia. 
but uh, I still think uh, I still think uh, Argentina has more uh, more quality in in both ends. So I think uh, I think Argentina will uh, manage through with two points. Yeah, just just real quick, they lost to Japan in the third place match, 27-26, and they lost to Qatar 28-24 in the semifinals. But the other thing was Olympic qualification. Let me let me take a look at that real quick. Uh, just a second here. 20, 20 Olympics. <laughs> I want to say they had like a real shock, uh, a real shock performance. But let me uh, let me go back here real quick. Yeah, yeah, they've they've qualified for the Olympics. You know, they yeah. they they beat South Korea 34-29, and they they beat Cutter in the semifinals 28-26. Um, and they, they haven't bought their team. I think that they've done it in-house. So that's, that's kind of really interesting, um, for them to have, have done that. So, um, yeah, I don't know if they've been playing, uh, regularly, um, domestically, you know, it's, it's sometimes we, everybody seems to have a European focus. The handball is only played in Europe. Um, you know, based on that, you know, maybe they, they are somebody that could surprise, um, in the main round. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've seen them a couple of times, a couple of times they have a physically team and, uh, I mean, uh, they're going to play Qatar again. And I'm not sure. I, th I think Qatar is not the same, has not the same quality as they yeah. did. Uh, the couple of previous years. So I think they can actually surprise them. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, let, let's take a closer look at uh, main group two then. We've already talked about the teams uh, a bit, but uh, again, uh, Denmark and Croatia, both both seen as, uh, as the top two teams there. Um, <laughs> boy, it's, it's hard not for me to see them not going through. It seems it seems fairly clear cut to me. What, what what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's I think uh, uh, this is one of the maybe easiest main rounds for the for the big teams. Uh, Denmark, they have so much quality. Even if if they rest Mikkel Hansen for almost all of the matches, they should still get through. So, and the same goes for Croatia. If they win against uh, Qatar. Um, I don't see how uh, how they are going to lose against a team like Argentina. Even yeah. though they have some good players, I don't think I don't think they they um, they will lose that match. Yeah. Match. And, and I think I think it really becomes um, you have to you know Denmark and, and, and or Croatia they'd have to slip up twice. I mean you, you can have one screw up and. Uh, you know, that's surprising, but usually you can kind of recover from that unless, unless Qatar or Argentina um, run the slate, you know, run the, run the table with their other matches, maybe losing to Denmark, but beating everybody else. I mean, that's possible, 
but you know, chances are that they, one of the lesser teams might have a loss too that they, that, uh, that they can overcome, but you know, we'll see, but I, I agree with you. I think that that group is, is pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to groupie. Groupie. Let's see. <laughs> All right. We got, uh, we got Norway, France, Austria and the United States, Norway and France are eh, they're kind of seen as co-favorites. Uh, Norway's given a little bit, a little bit of an edge. They're at uh, minus 155, 1.65. France is at uh, plus 115, 2.15. And then Austria is at uh, 41 and the USA is at uh, 151. Um Pretty much a given here. I think that uh, Norway and France are the uh, two teams that will battle for first, and I guess that's the uh, the first match of the uh, tournament for both of them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Norway uh, has shown the last couple of, couple of years a huge improvement. Played the last two World Cup finals, lost both both times to to the host actually against France in, in uh, 2017 and Denmark in 2019. So so I think Norway are really hungry to succeed this time. Um, they looked sharp against Denmark and uh, I see them as the as the biggest favorite um, at the World Cup and also in the in the group E. All right. Well yeah if you see them as winning the tournament, I would see them as uh, the big favorites in group E as well. Um, and I think, I think they are, they are playing well. They got, uh, you know, their superstar, uh, Sanders Sigerson is, you know, he's still pretty young and fresh and, and, and playing all of the games you do in a world championship. It's good to have a, uh, a star player ready to go like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's shown, um, uh, what he's capable of, uh, in young, young age and, and they're actually missing uh, one important player in the Magnus uh, Röd on the on the right back, but they still have two really good players in that position. So I don't think that's going to be that crucial for them. But the biggest question for me with Norway is the goalkeeper because uh, Bargeru, um hasn't been that great uh, for Norway, but still he needs to he needs to. Uh, maybe play a bit better to if they're gonna gonna go the all uh the all the way yeah that maybe not here in the preliminary round but boy you get to the semifinals and finals you need your goalkeeper to step up for sure for sure yeah. let's let's go on a little bit of a diatribe about france um did you happen to see either of their matches versus serbia this weekend yeah, I did. I did watch them in the in the away uh, match against uh, Serbia and uh, Beograd. I think they played, and uh, I must say I got a bit shocked when I saw them. They they didn't play play very well. I mean, they they're missing Nikola Karabatic, but still, it's 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 still a really good team. So um, I'm a bit surprised because. Uh, they have so many good players, but maybe they're not. I don't know. It's a World Cup coming up. Maybe they haven't been much motivated. Could that be a 
reason. I'm not sure. Hey, to me, they're wow. I mean, you look at on paper <laughs> and, yeah. and the players they have. My goodness, they 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 should have no problem taking care of uh, Serbia. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And the, the the bookmakers did as well because they thought they're gonna win like with five, seven, eight goals against Serbia in both matches. So. So it's a really big surprise that they only managed to yeah get one point out of these two matches against yeah. Serbia. So yeah, I was I was I was really surprised. You know they, they they lost by three to Serbia and Serbia, and then they they had to fight for a draw. You know against uh, Serbia at home, um, and uh, there's another uh, guy on Twitter. He goes by uh, Sharp Action. Uh, he played professionally. If not, then I asked him what was going on. And, you know, he, he seemed a little distraught uh, um, and really disappointed with them. But in his mind, he thinks that the big key is that they really lack um, a center back who, um, you know, maybe <laughs> we talk about Ivano Balik earlier or uh, – maybe like the young, uh, you know, Luke Steins with the Netherlands who, who's playing for Paris, but yeah, they, they, he feels like they, they need a center back that can help them pick up the pace and, and play better. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of logic to that when you look at the town on that team, but yet they're um, losing to a team like uh, Serbia. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, I will also uh, say they have a, little bit of a problem defensively with the goalkeeper because I don't think Vincent Gerard is a is a goalkeeper uh, for a for a team like this or like Paris for instance but what I've heard uh, Paris is also looking for a new goalkeeper so yeah. so I think also the problem is in the defense but I totally agree with you John uh, they they do need the Need a better player in the in the in the center. Yeah, and in, the, I, I, in, the, in the center of the of their game. So, and, and you know, it's hard to it's hard to say if you're not actually part of a team. Um, but I think not having Carbotic there, even though he's he's getting a little bit older, I think there 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 seems to be perhaps a leadership issue. Um, and I, you know, I'm kind of like looking for somebody to like to take charge and, and get everybody uh, on the same page and, and, and moving like that, both on the offensive end and, as you suggest, on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're probably right. So it's going to be interesting to see because uh, as we both agree, uh, we, we, we look uh, – we look at Norway as the best team, and uh, if they actually become second in their in their main group, um, they're gonna have a tough match against Spain. So, yeah, I'm. I actually think uh, France is gonna be one of the biggest uh, disappointments yeah. disappointments this uh, this championship. Well, it's it's certainly not hard to see how that could happen based on, you know, what happened uh, last year at the European championships um, yeah, <laughs> with, with them going home early, um, you know, they got the new coach, they, some disappointing results here in the European championships, but maybe that's like the, I don't know, like the, 
maybe that's like too obvious. Maybe they, this talent will shine and, and they'll move through. Um, let's look at the lower part of the table for that group. Austria and the United States, I can't help but look at, uh, look at that first match versus Austria. Um, I've been waiting a long time for uh, the U.S. playing a world championship. Um, what you tell me, you know, some guy from Norway, what's your, what's your perspective on? Uh, I mean, I mean, you must help me with, with the American team, <laughs> you know, the, much better than me, but, but again, Austria missing two of their best uh, shooters in, um, in uh, Billick and, uh, and, uh, and Bozovic. So I think, I think that's a really big uh, advantage for, for the American team. And uh, I don't know, I don't think they can beat them, but I still think they can manage to play much, much more uh, uh, even than, uh, than if they played. So uh, I'm not sure, but I think uh, 10, a handicap of 10 plus, was it 10? Uh, I've seen ten and a half and nine and a half. Ten and a half, yeah. I don't know. Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, I, I watched the Austria-Germany games this weekend, and when I saw that first half of the last game where I think they went 15 minutes with just one goal, and uh, the halftime yeah. ended up being 19 to 5. You know, and, and I, I posted on Twitter, um, I posted on Twitter, I said that, uh, you know, sometimes the question is not whether to take the 10 and a half points, it's whether to bet on the money line. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, uh, it was funny, uh, uh, Sakomal, I think he's from Slovenia, he, he, he tweeted in response, please do not bet on in the U.S., better better to send your money to charity, which I thought was charity, a pretty, yeah. pretty snappy comeback. Uh, and that and that's where you know what happens to me is uh, uh, you get emotionally tied to your native country and your your team, and you're just you're just looking for anything to give you hope to um, see what you want to see, if you will, and. I've, I've kind of caught myself a little bit. I have no illusions whatsoever against Norway and France. I think it would, it would take, uh, I think it would take positive COVID tests for all of their goalkeepers and, you know, and Luka Karabatic being in the goal. And even then, I don't think the U S would have a really good chance against France, but I look at the Austrian team and I, 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 maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but I, I don't see it as a 20 to one prospect for the U S to beat, beat Austria. Like, you know, they play 29 times and the U S wins one. I see it as more of a, a one in 10 chance. And no, uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, I'm mostly interested if, if the American team can play uh, with, with a lot of discipline throughout the 60 minutes, because if they do, it's, it's going to be a, interesting match but if don't if they don't i think uh, austria can can uh, yeah can score many easy goals and they are really dangerous at the, at the wings so and their counter attack is good so 
I'm not sure, but it. I think it depends uh, a lot on uh, what uh, Hedin is uh, is going to do. Um, yeah, tactically it, against uh, Austria. So I hope sure. they're going to use a lot of time in their attack and just just try to uh, yeah, just try to keep the the tempo a little bit low. Yes, I, I think that's key. And um, I have no illusions. You know, a team that hasn't really played that much together recently, um, turnovers, fast breaks, it could go off the rails and they could get clobbered. <laughs> that there's, there's, you know, that could happen. <laughs> um, but th- to me, the key will be what kind of defense we can play. I've, I've watched the Hooter brothers play for Dormagen uh, several times this year. They're both good defenders. Drew Donlin with Leon is a good defender. Um, and then uh, Domagoy Sirson, uh, um, he hasn't been playing this year, but he used to play for Hanover. He's a good defender. And yeah. I, I, you know, if, if they can become a good wall at six meters and with Austria missing their, you know, Billick and uh, the other guy, you know, I think they can, they can give them some real problems. I get a little concerned with the quality, you know, Weber and uh, Frimmel are both great uh, wings. Um, It'll be interesting to see how our keepers um, can do against them. Um, But uh, regardless, I'm really excited about getting a chance to um, see them play and and, and see them on TV. Um, I'm hoping it's the start for a, bigger and better things to come yeah for sure definitely well let's 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 combine those two groups and take a look now at uh main round group three and again here here it shows oh wait a second i skipped i skipped uh yeah i think i was so excited i skipped group f let's (laughs) talk about group f because that's interesting too um here we have portugal at uh one point Five five, uh, you know they're they're a favorite. I would say they're a little bit of a co-favorite with uh, Iceland, which is two point three. Um, in in American in American uh, odds, that's uh, minus one eighty two for Portugal and uh, uh, plus one thirty for Iceland. They're seen as the two favorites. And then we got uh, Algeria and Morocco. We'll have a North African battle, I suspect, for uh, for the third place in the group. But interestingly enough, Portugal and Iceland played each other twice very recently here with uh, Euro qualifiers. Um, I, Portugal won the first match in Portugal, 26 to 24. And then Iceland won the second one, 32 to 23. But this was after the score was... Um, you know, Portugal was leading 12 to 13 at halftime. And then Iceland won 32 to 23. What the, what the hell? I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I know they played uh, with the, uh, with the seven in their attack. And I think they got, yeah, they just got, uh, they made a lot of mistakes. And then the Iceland just uh, took the advantage of it. So, um, but still, I think uh, Portugal has a better team. They have a lot of quality, actually. Uh, 
last year they surprised the France. Um, they beat them in uh, in uh, in um, the preliminary the group. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I think Portugal has a good team, and uh, we also must not forget that Iceland are miss is missing uh, their best player. So um, in uh, Palmerson, so that's a big uh, blow for them, and uh, I think uh, we're going to see a, a bit bit of a better. Um, Team and uh, and better match from Portugal against Iceland in their in their third match. <laughs> so you would you would just basically throw out that that 32-23 game. You know, it, yeah, I would. It's, it's, I would. it's just it's uh, just a crazy result. You know that sometimes happens. Yeah, I mean, it just sometimes it's it's things doesn't go the way you. What you plan, and uh, I mean, uh, Portugal will make it to the Euros, anyways. So, uh, so uh, I think they just, uh, I think uh, when when their next matches, they've already forgotten about this one. Yeah. What? Let's go off on a little bit of a tangent and talk about the seven versus six um, strategy and how that can just like totally mess up. A handball better, <laughs> um, in terms of in terms of a point spread. You know, you think you know my team's hanging tough and looks like they're going to cover that handicap betting line, but then the coach decides to pull out the old seven six strategy, and boom, uh, a four or five goal loss becomes a 10, 11 goal loss. Has that happened to you? Is that something that uh, frustrates you? What's what's your perspective on? seven versus six and what it does to betting in particular. Yeah, I don't know. Um, in my opinion, I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I still understand why teams are, uh, are using it when they have a man, uh, when they're uh, get a two minute suspension or whatsoever. But uh, still, uh, I mean, uh, when you look at the odds, um, when a team plays with seven against six, um, I would say it's it's an advantage to play uh, um, the 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 uh, over uh, uh, the overline like over fifty two point five goal or, or goals or whatsoever because I think when a team plays like that we see more goals. Oh, for sure. In both ways. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I, you so know, I guess that's, that's a to... is that something that you look for? Or do you do you like say? you know, look at the Portugal-Iceland match and say, like, ah, I think they might go seven versus six again. This might be a, a real smart uh, overbet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, and that's also advantage when you when you watch a game live. You, if you see if you see things like that, uh, it's a it's a advantage, actually. So so something to keep in mind uh, when when uh, when you're when you're betting, actually. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you, you, you think that that possibility might, might uh, a coach might make that decision and they haven't made that decision yet. And if you're betting live and you see that the spread is, you know, like, going, I think uh, so-and-so is going to put the old 7-6 in here in a few minutes. It's time to get that over bet in before uh, that coaching decision is actually made. Yeah. <laughs> 
so it's it's many ways to to look at it but uh but yeah um we'll see but if, uh, i wouldn't get surprised if they if they play a play a lot seven against six at, at this world cup um as well so so it's going to be interesting to see yeah um so let's let's look at uh, main round group three now uh and, I, and as I started to talk about earlier, Norway and France are seen as the big favorites with uh, Portugal and Iceland as the, uh, as the outsiders, if you will. Um, what do you think of uh, main round group three once those teams uh, join up? Yeah, I mean, Norway, um, for, for me, they're the biggest favorites uh, in this main group. Um, with the with the main group win, I think they will um, uh, play the weaker team in the in the group A B. And um, yeah, I think the uh, the match between France and Portugal is going to be the the decided one for them. Uh, Who is going to man- manage through to the quarterfinals? Because I think I think uh, Portugal is going to is going to beat Iceland. So I think the the match between uh, France and Portugal is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. What but about still, what about Portugal there as a uh, basically a 9 to 1 outsider of pulling off a, a main round group 3 win. <laughs> Seems counterintuitive yeah. after this match against uh, Iceland this past weekend, but would that shock you? Yeah, it would because I think uh, <laughs> Norway is just, in my opinion, they're just too good. But still, uh, I saw them against Norway uh, last Euro was when they played in in Norway actually in Trondheim, and uh, yeah, they they played like maybe forty decent minutes. But still, you need to play uh, on your top level against top teams for 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 all sixty minutes. So, yeah. so I don't think they, I don't think they have the quality to beat Norway at. Uh, at this uh, this World Cup, yeah. What about with France and the big question marks that you have regarding them? Um, if you don't think that they're a real player here, then that uh, one point six five with uh, Norway that might be a uh, that might be a pretty good bet for them to win that group. Yeah, it's it's decent, but uh, when you look at the Look at the odds uh, between Norway and uh, France in the in the in the in their match, upcoming match. It's actually better than the the odds you get on the main group winner. So, and uh, if you look at it, Norway probably needs to beat France. It might be enough with a draw, but still, I think uh, it's better to actually play Norway against France in their upcoming match on uh, Thursday. I think it and, and last Friday. Um... Yeah, they'll play on Thursday. The last I checked, it was um, it was just Norway is just a slight favorite to to win. Yeah, yeah I think I you're right. It's it's much better odds than this. And um, uh, yeah, if you think Norway's going to win the group, just just bet big on Norway to win their first game against France. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I wonder if that if the odds of, on that have changed any. I'll even I'll even see if you can pull it up here, or you can pull it up on your. Let's see. 
you pull it up on your screen yeah. while I get ready for uh, to talk about uh, talk about the next uh, group, Group G. What is the odds on that uh, France Norway match? And that that's really one of the best early matches of the uh, of the tournament. At, at yeah, least for sure. My, it's my actually one eighty, so it's not bad. Yeah, that's uh, well <laughs> on paper. You know, maybe France will wake up. We'll we'll, we'll definitely get to see that uh, pretty soon. Yeah. Um, let's let's take a look now at Group G. We've got. Uh, um, well, you know, there was actually a little controversy. People didn't like how Egypt got to pick their group. Um, they certainly picked picked perhaps the easiest one. Um, their favorite at uh, 1.65 minus 155, and Sweden is the is the second team at uh, 2.35 uh, plus 135, and then you've got uh, the Czech Republic at. Uh, 10 to one and Chile at a hundred to one. Oh my goodness. I I've, I've heard that saw where the Czech Republic they're, they're worried about whether they're going to be able to send a team um, with positive uh, COVID cases. Uh, have you heard about anything recently about that? No, uh, I have the same information as you, John uh, heard that. I think it's uh, the uh, 10 players that are positive, I think. And uh, I've also read that uh, if they can't manage to to compete, um, uh, Macedonia will uh, take their place. Interesting. So that's interesting. going to be interesting. <laughs> you know what? And, and let's let's go on a bit of a tangent here to talk about COVID and its potential impact for for any of these games for the for the entire tournament as a whole. Um, and I guess from my perspective, if you think a team is a little bit of an outsider, um, maybe they could just stay healthy and run into, I don't know, a, a positive COVID outbreak with, uh, with Norway. I mean, what, what if Sanders Sagason tests positive? Um, all of a sudden, a, uh, a flyer, if you will, on a, uh, on a long shot Portugal bet looks a whole lot better. Um, and, and, and some things like that could happen in this tournament. What, what's your perspective on um, COVID making, you know, being such a wild card that um, um, we could see some crazy things happen? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, uh, I've uh, watched the women's championship last month in, uh, in Denmark and uh, as, as every championship, I have a lot of bets before before it even starts. So I was a bit worried, I must say, because you never know what will happen throughout the next couple of days. But uh, Denmark managed the bubble really well. And uh, as long as they get into this uh, this bubble, I think uh, I think we're good. But you never know. It's a it's a big country. It's uh, I mean, uh, in Cairo, there I don't know the living like 10 million people there so I don't, I don't know it's it's going to be interesting but i think i think we're we're gonna be without the the covid uh, cases as we did last uh month in in denmark yeah well yeah that would be uh that would be a big 
a big difference if it did happen. You, they dodged they dodged some bullets, I think, if you will, at the women's championship. Everybody, uh, um, you know, looked a little bit like uh, there was going to be some issues with the Serbian team, and they had to delay a game. But once once everybody got into the bubble and they resolved the uh, the positive tests entering, um, it pretty much held true to form. Nobody, uh, you know, there wasn't any games uh, canceled or a team that had to leave or, or any big players missing. Um, so Yeah, for sure. And uh, But in my opinion, uh, when you're having a big event like this, I think uh, all the teams should have come to Egypt like 10 days before the start. But again, uh, I'm not the president. Yeah. It's, it's um, Hassan Mustafa. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's an interesting, uh, it's, that's an interesting point. And one of the things I know, especially for, uh, for the U S um, I know people think, I know we are a wealthy country, but we are not a wealthy handball federation. And I, I think the cost for staying an extra night in Egypt was huge. Uh, the hotels, the hotels there aren't cheap, um, uh, several thousand dollars, you know, and if you do that for 10 days, um, that would eat up some of these teams budget. I mean, I, I guess the IHF could have come through and said, Hey, everybody needs to show up a week, 10 days ahead of time. And, uh, you know, get tested and then we'll uh, have time to essentially have a quarantine preparation, if you will. Um, But, uh, you know, for whatever reason, that decision wasn't made. I guess there's going to be no fans. Um, So, uh, you know, we're guess we're going to move on to talk about Egypt, that that big home crowd advantage um, won't be there. Um, It'll be nice being in their own familiar country. But uh, um, they're still in a group, I think, where they can they can win. We've we've got them facing off against a Sweden team that's kind of in a rebuilding phase, if you will. What's your perspective on Egypt and Sweden in that group? Well, I mean, uh, uh, Egypt looks uh, looks like an interesting team. Uh, as you said, they're not going to have the same advantage as they did a couple of days ago when they first said uh, that we're going to see a, see the championship with, with the crowd. But uh, still, I think they have a good enough team to, to win the group because, uh, again, Sweden is missing a lot of players uh, due to uh, different reasons, injuries, COVID and everything. So they're missing many good players. So I think uh, Egypt has a big advantage because of that. Yeah, and, I, uh, yeah, the check. I, I agree. I think uh, I think they're they're well placed to win that group. Um, I think Sweden is the obvious second team. Um, you know, Czech Republic. Who knows what team they're going to have? Chile seems like a little bit. Uh, I think they're better than what the odds that they're giving them there. Um, I, you know, I don't yeah, know how definitely. healthy. I don't know how healthy they are, um, but uh, I certainly see them as uh, closer to the Czech Republic than uh, than they're currently listed. Um, you know, on a good day, I, they could beat either Egypt or Sweden. Uh, I mean, yeah. it seem like a stretch, but they've got a lot of players playing in Europe now. 
Um, for sure, for sure. And uh, but again, let's see uh, uh, what what they will be uh, what they will be playing with because as we know, there they have ten players that have tested positive. So it's going to be interesting to see who who they actually are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you talking about you're talking about the Czech Republic though, right? Yeah, Czech Republic. Yeah. I'm I'm actually talking about Chile. I'm oh, saying Chile. Okay. I'm saying <laughs> Chile. You know, a hundred to one. I think that's a little, a little bit high, and okay. um, you know, no crowd now. I, I, I just think you know. Obviously, I think they're they're the fourth best team, but I don't see them as that far behind these teams. Um, I, you know, they beat Austria uh, a couple of years ago. Now, granted. Austria isn't Sweden, but you know, (laughs) that Sweden team's missing some folks. It's not that far from it. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying that they're, they, I think they deserve a little bit more respect than they're being shown right now by the odds makers. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see the, the handicap on, on, uh, on Chile against Czech Republic, actually. That's maybe a, maybe a bet to keep in mind. All right. Well, let's look at the last group. We've got uh, Slovenia as the big favorite. Uh, they're at minus 335, 1.30. And then uh, we got the Belarus and Russia uh, as the, as the uh, teams that apparently will be battling for second place. And then we got uh, South Korea. Um, they're uh, listed at uh, plus 3,000. And thirty-one or thirty to one odds. Um, I, I, uh, another, another guy. He actually did a. We did a little experiment during the European Championships last year. Uh, he goes by uh, Sackamall is his Twitter handle. He had a phenomenal uh, percentage uh, picking games and prop bets during the European Championships last year. I, I only know him through Twitter, but I have a lot of respect for his uh, uh, his prognostication skills as a handball better. He is really uh, – he's Slovenian, but he is really uh, down with the Slovenian team. He says, hey, we're healthy. Um, we've been playing well. Uh, he's, he's really optimistic about their chances and with the uh, – group that they've been placed in in the main round group that they have. Uh, what, what's your take on uh, Slovenia and the other teams in this group? No, I mean, in, in my opinion, uh, Slovenia is a, is actually a dark horse for uh, every championship. They have a great team, uh, great group uh, going with, um, uh, going to, uh, in the main group, they're playing against uh, Egypt and Sweden. So I think they have a really good chance and uh, in my opinion, they are their favorites in the group H, and uh, I don't think we should we should uh, we, we should. Uh, well, if you want to jump ahead, they are they are favored in the in the main round. Uh, sorry, I think my sorry, my, I think my mic just. Uh, oh, you, you broke out a little bit, but I, I still oh, sorry, was able sorry. to hear you. Um, yeah, they are favored in the main round group as well just uh, slightly ahead of uh, Egypt and Sweden. 
Um, if, if we want to, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about Belarus, Russia, and South Korea. Um, I think, again, the, uh, um, I think South Korea might be a little bit underestimated here. They're always a big question mark, but they could be in, uh, in, uh, in fighting form. I know that uh, COVID hasn't impacted South Korea as much as some other countries. Um, but uh, Belarus and Russia are seen as uh, better sides. Who, who do you think will come out of this group to join Slovenia? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, Belarus, in my opinion, they're the second best team in this group. Um, they have uh, many quality players playing with a lot of s speed in their offense. Uh, their big uh, problem is uh, the defense. They are not, not a, it, I, I don't know, but I think they concede like 30 plus goals every match against better teams. So, yeah, so that's a bit. Uh, so that's a bit of a negative thing for them. But I still think they have uh, they have enough quality to beat uh, Russia and uh, and South Korea, Korea, and maybe also uh, make it a close one against uh, Slovenia. But right. we will see. Interesting. Well, let's let's move on to the to the last main round group. And let's see here. Where are we? Here we go. Uh, again, Slovenia is at 2.5, Egypt 2.65, Sweden at 3.20. Um, as we, as you alluded to, this will be a very interesting group as to who will come through um, with a three-way battle, I guess, there between Slovenia, Egypt, and Sweden. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Slovenia, for me, they're... For me, for me, they are the favorites. And uh, now, when um, Egypt is also without their crowd, I don't know. I think Slovenia will take the first spot. Uh, I have too many questions uh, regarding the Swedish team without many of their biggest biggest uh, stars. So I don't know. I think Slovenia will uh, will um, have the first spot and. Yeah, the host team, uh, the second maybe. Well, it's kind of hard to believe that Egypt and the IHF president being from Egypt. I, you know, I'm not saying conspiracy theories here, but uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's it, it'd be hard to believe that Egypt would not make it to the quarterfinals. I would suspect that people really talking about conspiracy theories that uh, um, not conspiracy theories, but they've done everything I think they can to, to get Egypt into a semifinal. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to bet against that happening. No, I totally agree with you. Um, we, I don't think we should forget Qatar when they played home at their world cup. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something else, and uh, um, that that definitely created a uh, a lot of controversy. Um, that that sure. it was felt that they were given a little bit extra push there, especially against uh, especially against Poland in that uh, yeah. match that they played. Um, 
Well, let's let's move on. I think we I think we did a good breakdown of groups. You got some time. You want to talk a little bit about who you think is going to win? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Norway for the first time. All right. Um, I think. Yeah, uh, the reason for that is they have shown uh, the last couple of years that they are in the top, and they've they also get the experience. They maybe maybe missed the last couple of finals. And uh, as I said, Denmark is missing some really important players. France as well. Croatia also having some uh, injury problems. So I don't know. I think Norway has a really good chance this time. Yeah. I, I also like Norway. Um, I, I guess looking at these odds, I think, I think one of the, things I really like here is what, well, you know, everybody's getting decent odds, a decent return, if you will, you know, in terms of winning, uh, Denmark is 4.0, Norway is 4.35, Spain, 5.0, France, seven, Croatia, nine. Um, because it's seen as a, uh, nobody has a super clear favorite. If you think somebody's going to win here, you're going to get a decent return for predicting the winner. Yeah, you do for sure. I mean, I mean, if, when you look at the look at the list, there are like seven, eight t- teams who 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 can win. But I still think the top, let's say four or five teams are are in my opinion the 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 ones to to uh, uh, to win this gold medal at the end. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I guess I should make some sort of prediction here since we're talking about betting and stuff. Um, <laughs> let's just say I'm going to stay away from, from France. Um, and uh, I, I also like Norway. Um, but, you know, Croatia, I might, I might take a flyer on uh, uh, Croatia uh, doing well at this tournament. I really like uh, Duvniak and the leadership role he's taken over on that team. And when they play defense, damn, they they play some great defense. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on on that. That's also a, a team I would I would say should make it to the semifinals, and after that, everything can happen. But uh, I hope for Croatia uh, that they will. Get their um, center back back in uh, in Karacic, who has uh, been dealing with some injuries, and uh, and the question is also regards uh, Dunyak because he's had the COVID um, uh, three four weeks ago, and uh, he, he told uh, he told a newspaper in Croatia that he wasn't feeling hundred percent fit. Well, that so, that explains it, you know, because I, I watched uh, Croatia and Spain play. And I was like, going, why the hell isn't Dubnak out there? And uh, yeah, yeah. They, he played some in the second half. And uh, uh, mm. I thought he did, didn't he? He did. He did. Uh, yeah, he, he, but I don't know if you if you watched the um, uh, the final four in the Champions League. Yeah, he, you know, I, you're right. Um, that's where he didn't play much either. That's right. So he played maybe like. 20 minutes he did yeah. a great job defensively in the in the finals but but he yes didn't score a goal so 
it's it's something with him that is that is uh, missing. I think he needs some needs some uh, needs some time. Wow. Okay. Get, yeah, you you're bringing back yeah. a memory. I was just about ready to to uh, message somebody during the final four. I'm like, why the hell isn't Dubniak playing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. That now that this all makes all makes much more sense now. Um, yeah, I was like on, and, and you know, Kiel's still doing good. <laughs> so, I, you know, I guess that you know maybe maybe he'll he'll get the antibodies rocking and rolling and and uh, you know lead Croatia uh, to a title. Um, last thing, what, what who's your dark horse? Uh, in my opinion, uh, when we look at the look at their way to the semifinals, I would actually say Slovenia. Um, they have a great chance to to get to the quarterfinals, and after that, they will cross with uh, probably Croatia or Denmark, which is which is a tough uh, match, of course. But still, uh, Denmark uh, are missing some players. Croatia probably as well. So they have a chance there, and if they if they get through. They will, they will uh, play against um, maybe against uh, Egypt or, or Sweden. So, so who knows? I mean, they have a good chance to 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 play for a medal. So, well, well, it looks like you've already looked ahead a little bit. I was going to say my dark horse is Egypt. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess my question is: is who does Egypt end up playing likely in a in a uh, quarterfinal match? Um, it depends, but if um, if they become uh, second, and uh, let's see, let's say Denmark wins their group, uh, main group, they will uh, cross with Denmark. Well, let's say let's say Egypt uh, uh, wins that group with some controversial calls at the end to beat <laughs> Slovenia. Who who do they end up playing then? Uh, probably Croatia. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. And then Croatia will get some positive tests and it'll be a <laughs> depleted Croatia team. I'm not saying yeah. that's going to happen. I'm just saying anything can happen in these tournaments. Definitely. Um, any other bets or anything else that you're looking for in this tournament? Uh, yeah, it, it is actually. I, I was uh, actually placing a bet a uh, couple of couple of hours ago. Um because that, because of um, Norway, uh, I also think um, Sanders Sagosen is going to be one of their one of the most uh, important players on the team. So I think if they get to the to the finals, that he also might be the MVP of the tournament. Yeah. So I mean, it's usually the case that the team that wins it all gets the MVP. Um, you're thinking he could even get the MVP if he doesn't, if Norway like loses in the final. Yeah, I think so. It, it happened uh, last year actually when Croatia lost the final against Spain, uh, and that year uh, Dulniak won the MVP. So, yeah. so it's a chance. It's a chance for that. Well, let's let's you know. I think we can actually go down there and check out the MVP, can't we? Here we go, MVP of the tournament. So they got. Uh, uh, Sagerson at uh, 3.85. So, the, yeah. What the heck? Dushabayev at uh, 6.0? I don't know. Uh, I guess it could happen. Um, 
Yeah, could, but I, I agree with you. I'm not that, that <laughs> sure. All right. Well, well, Toma, thanks, thanks for your picks and your time. It was, a, it was great chatting with you about the tournament. Um, we'll be uh, looking at the odds, at least on my website and on your website. We'll be looking at the odds during the tournament, and um, maybe we'll share some more uh, picks online, if you will, uh, going into yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. The tournament. So thanks for having me, John. Yeah, one moment here. Let's see if I can uh, figure out how to stop things here. All right. Oh, my goodness. I, oh, here we go. Anyway, for Toma, I'm John Ryan, and you've been listening to the Team Handball News Podcast. Don't forget to sign up online and subscribe and check out all the other great podcasts that we have going all the way back to 2006. Thanks for listening.